0: So I've been asked to talk more about mean girls. This is a topic that is quite I don't want to say popular, but it's common in society and especially in fashion. You know, there's a you see a pattern with, you know, just expensive labels and women just Becoming just mean mean girls become mean women and mean girls are often labeled themselves that's what's ironic you know that women that wear the labels are often labeled frenemies and that's because of their tendency to engage in hurtful behaviors that's why they're called mean girls they're hurtful people And these mean girls are narcissists. And even people they claim to be friends with may become targets. And this is what's disturbing. You know, you may have someone that you think you're friends with and you may have been friends for a very long time. And you may feel love for this person and think that, you could trust this person, you're friends with this person, and the other person may reciprocate for a long time, but then all of a sudden you feel like something's changed. Well, you didn't realize, you, didn't, you weren't educated on the topic of narcissism, because narcissists will, I don't want to say they, they don't change, they're always a narcissist, but they will kind of put on a disguise or they wear a mask as they say in psychology narcissists wear a mask and they can be really nice for a long time but behind the mask they can be an enemy or they can be a mean person and when you're a target of this type of behavior it's very difficult and girls or women who regularly engage in mean behavior may cause others to wonder what they said or did you know to deserve this or you know there's it just creates a lot of confusion and mean People usually is tied to pathology. You know, it's it, it, the person can be sadistic. Um, narcissists tend to take pleasure in hurting other people, there is a sadistic element to it. And you know, you, I don't want to use the word bullying because that I always think of like big fat kids as the bully, and they're not always fat and and large. They can be skinny and beautiful. Um, And I don't think bullying does justice to a mean girl. Because these women can be very covert. And there's nothing more painful for someone to be ostracized or excluded because you know this is the way that these mean girls behave. They they will target someone and they'll exclude that person, and they take pleasure in that. They take pleasure in hurting other people, or they will deliberately hurt you and then deny it ever happened. So there's that's gaslighting, where they deny it it ever happened. I never said that. I never did that. I was never even there. You know, so there's pathological lying and denying and denial is a very primitive defense you know if you think of like children like toddlers or very young kids we were all little kids and our parents would scold us and we'd always say I didn't do that did you you know steal Johnny's piece of gum no I didn't do that well that's denial and that's we all behaved in that way when we were very young but at some point we need to mature because when a person still uses denial and they're in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or 70s or 80s, and they're still using denial, even though they behaved badly or mean, that person is stunted. You know, they're stuck and they need to start using different defenses and say, Yes, I did it. I'm sorry. I don't know what came over me or you know I was just having a bad whatever it is but own your bad behavior we all have bad days we all make mistakes but when a person consistently is mean or bad you know then it becomes a problem And, you know, I think that parents really need to pay attention to their children when they're in school because these mean girls or mean boys, bullies, whatever you want to call them, they become narcissists at a very young age. And parents really, really need to pay attention to how their children are being treated. Because children, I I don't buy, you know, some people, some. You know, some of my friends will say, well, children just can be mean. I don't buy that. I think you need to stop the problem. And if that means involving teachers, if that means involving other parents to stop the child and to educate the child, but you need to stop it. Because when you allow your own child to get abused and you don't do anything about it, I will guarantee that your child will grow up with mental illness issues. It may not take place right away. It may not happen until they're in their 20s. It's usually when, you know, things start showing themselves. But, you know, parents really need to step up if their child is saying, you know, there's this mean kid at school. And in the other place that these people show up, narcissists, is in the workplace. And it's difficult when it's your boss, because I've had these bosses. I've had, and I won't mention the company, but you know, the owner of this corporation that I worked for was a huge narcissist, and she was so mean to people, and she was so grandiose, she was so obnoxious. And she was just degrading and you know I wrote a paper on her and it really helped me kind of process how awful she was to write a psychoanalytic paper on her and her behavior and how narcissism and aggression go together Um, you know I couldn't change her you know there's nothing I could really do she's the owner of the company Um, but I ended up like eventually just leaving the company but I see how narcissists work now I see their bad behavior I see how they degrade people you know here's the thing when you're around healthy people with healthy minds they're happy they are supportive they want to build you up they don't try to tear you down. They don't cut you down. They don't tear you down. They're not mean. People that tear you down, cut you down and criticize you, they those are not healthy people. And one of the problems that I had at this corporation that I worked for is, and I'm just gonna say this, this company, never hired African-American people. And I had a real problem with that. And I hired, on my team, I had an African-American and I had um, another employee that was a contractor. She was not 100% black, but she was part. And I was very proud of that, And but I was told you know, by the management team that they haven't hired black people in thirty years. And I didn't understand really what was being said to me at the time. It, it it didn't really process in my mind that I was working for a racist company. You know, I I just thought that maybe they just didn't have candidates that were the right fit. It didn't in hindsight when I look back it's so disgusting and so awful um, but I learned a lot from that experience I learned what I don't want to be around I learned you know, that I can start my own business and I can th- thrive on my own and I don't have to deal with people like that I don't have to deal with people like her. The manipulation and the, she would always separate, if there were, you know, two people that were part black, if we were at dinner and there was a table of people, she would separate them. She did not want them sitting next to each other. That's how bad it was and how disgusting it was. And you know, it's something that I didn't understand at the time because I was asked to move my seat one time at dinner and you know we I was telling a funny story about a mule walking down into the Grand Canyon and we were all laughing and it was a funny story and we were all kind of engaged in the story and all of a sudden A bunch of us were all kind of separated from each other like abruptly like okay you need to get up you need to move over here you need to move over there and it was very confusing and it was also rude because it was right in the middle of dinner in Manhattan but it was this separation separating of people and we were just talking about you know mules or donkeys you know in the Grand Canyon but you know sometimes you you can't really process what's happening until you until time has passed and then you look back in time and you're like oh well, that's what was happening that's really bad that's awful and in the moment for me having dinner and being told I needed to move my seat and I was on the, the management team it's very confusing for me because I thought I was, in the moment, I thought I had to move my seat because there wasn't enough room. So you know how some people are like, oh, can you scoot down a little bit? Can you move down a little bit? And you're like, oh, yeah, sure. And you're scooting down to make room because other people feel crowded. That's how it felt for me, like in the moment. But I didn't find out until days later when I was told we have to separate people. We can't have certain people sitting next to each other. And I just remember feeling sick to my stomach. Because I had made a choice working for this corporation. And in that moment, I realized what type of company this was. Even though they were a successful company, even though they, you know, the owner made millions and millions of dollars, they were a racist company. And it's disgusting behavior. And I, I I didn't want anything to do with them. And so it's really helped me to kind of process through a psychoanalytic lens who they really are. And they were mean girls not all of them not all of them some of them are really good people um they were not a new york company i will say that because this kind of shit is not tolerated in manhattan Um, and you know they were mean girls it felt like you know some really bad sorority you know that was like white privilege on crack um, but it, it, it reminded me of like working for the the Beverly hillbillies you know these rednecks that had money but I learned you know I learned you know what I don't want to be around in terms of mean girls I learned what narcissism is I think that's the big takeaway for me and narcissists can be bullies they can be you know if if they have a target on you you have to really be careful because they are deadly people deadly and I felt that at this company because at one point towards the end I had the target on my back and narcissists are just dangerous. Mean girl behavior is dangerous. It's relational aggression. And It's not always like, you know, mean girl behavior is not always name calling or, you know, gossiping. You know, it can be really brutal. It can destroy your life. It can destroy your career. But when you start to understand narcissists and how they degrade and how they flip things on you, they project, their own stuff onto you, you know, and that's what was happening with this company. You know, we didn't hire black women or black men in 30 years, and I was pushing, you know, I hired the qualified person. I, you know, I wanted a a diverse team. You know, I had worked in Manhattan a really long time, so I wanted a diverse team, and that's what I created. And I was very proud of that. But that I learned when it kind of against the corporate. If you looked at the corporate company and if you looked at everyone in in the corporate headquarters, everyone was white. Everyone. So I became kind of the scapegoat. I became like this problem child because I was pushing and defending my team. My team didn't even know it my team didn't even know how much stress and aggravation I went through to defend them and for some of them their skin color I had to have these really awkward conversations but I was very proud of it this is this was Manhattan this is New York City How can you not want diversity? But it taught me, and I experienced this white privilege. These mean girls coming at me because I was going against the grain, no pun intended. narcissists are very controlling people and so they will try to control every situation and I don't like being controlled and you know with narcissists there's very little empathy if, if any and they have no concern for other people You know, it's all about just having control. And if you go against narcissists, they will degrade you. And that's why, you know, they're mean girls. And I work for mean girls. They will torment you. Rumors, backbiting, gossiping, manipulation, you name it. It's psychological harm. Harm. And I endured this working for this company. I didn't realize until I started therapy myself how much trauma I actually experienced working for this company. I learned, you know, through my own analysis and then also studying psychoanalysis, I learned how much just how much negativity actually took place that's in a lot of fashion companies there's a lot of main girls in the fashion company and fashion industry you have a lot of I mean Anna Wintour is the queen of narcissism Kim Kardashian is the queen of narcissism they all have the narcissistic traits I'm not saying they're not beautiful they're be- Kim Kardashian is beautiful But we can see it on the TV, how much of a bully she can be, how much of a mean girl she can be. And when you're on the end, you're the the person experiencing this, it's it's torture. And you're the target. You know, you experience psychological harm because narcissists are sadistic you know this this owner of this fashion company that I worked for was sadistic she was all about manners and having manners and making sure that we you know set the table properly and we use the napkin putting the napkin on our lap and you know we had proper manners and yet she could be the most vile, degrading person. So there's always this conflict with her of, you know, having perfect manners when you're at dinner and yet degrading you and sexually harassing you and cutting you down when you're with just the design team. It was just awful. But that's the other thing. There is sometimes this sexual element to narcissists. They take pleasure, sexual pleasure, in humiliating you, cutting you down, making you look bad. And I experienced this. This is a female, this is a woman. But I refused to be the victim. Instead, instead of being the victim, I educated myself. I've spent years and years and years taking classes in Manhattan, learning about this, learning about narcissism, learning about mental health learning about psychological harm. You know, in corporations there's this peer pressure and there's a statement in the fashion industry that the fish starts rotting, starting with the head. And that means that however, whatever type of leadership that fashion company has at the top, the CEO, the VP, the senior VP, if you have good leadership, you'll be fine. But if you have bad leadership, the analogy is the fish starts rotting with starting with the head. That was always analogy that was always talked about in the fashion industry. And so if you were working for a poor company that had bad leadership, the employees would always say under their breath to other employees, yeah, the fish, the fish rots with the head, starting with the head, meaning it's bad leadership. And usually the, the leadership was bad because there was so much narcissism and there's so much relational aggression. You know, everything from other people climbing the corporate ladder to backstabbing to gossip. And, you know, you had to kind of look at yourself and determine, can you make it through this? Some people, they just tune it out, you know, put headphones on. You know, other people quit. Some, you know, I remember one person had a breakdown. But relational aggression is about control and manipulation. And it can lead to long-term unhappiness and even depression, anxiety. And mean girls who use mean behavior tend to set high standards for themselves and for others. And there's this level of perfectionism that can also lead to addictive behaviors or even eating disorders. So typically when you have a mean girl, if you look closely, you'll see there's a layer of perfectionism. There's a layer of maybe addiction. There's a layer of perhaps eating disorder. So pay attention to how the mean girl eats, what she eats, if she hasn't eaten, what, what her relationship is to food. If there's an addictive behavior, whether it's compulsive shopping, you know, is she a drinker? Is she into drugs? Like, is she a perfectionist? Always striving to be perfect. You know, women are hard on themselves. You know, unnecessarily. Women do not need to be so hard and so critical of themselves. Women also struggle. Narcissistic women, mean girls struggle with envy. Envy is often at the root of this. You know, and women that are envious, wow, look out. Because women, envy is the catalyst for competition, you know, whether it be clothes or looks or boyfriends or even grades. Women or girls who engage in mean behavior are willing to go to great lengths to come out on top. There's that competitive layer but it's also just envy when you have a woman that's envious she will attempt to ruin another person's life just to bring her down you know they may spread rumors talk about her behind her back, or even take steps to destroy her relationship or grades, depending, you know, if this is a girl or a woman. You know, those are envious narcissists. They are really, really destructive. And this is something to look for. I'm just going to, I want to point this out. Women or girls who use mean behavior... Often struggle to acknowledge anything good about other people due to envy. So, if a person has nothing good to say about other people and they're just constantly like putting the other person down, putting the other person down, it's because they're envious. And if they're envious, they're a narcissist. Mean girls are overly concerned with appearance and they place high priority on their clothing, their makeup, their weight and they'll point out the flaws from like a zit, acne, weight gain, you know like a string that's hanging on your jeans that that, like they'll criticize like oh you have a zit or oh i see a gray hair oh did you gain a few pounds because they're so appearance focused and main girls withhold kindness they withhold kindness they withhold friendship from anyone who does not meet their physical standards And that's motivated by their own sense of insecurity. Like the woman, the the CEO or the owner, she wasn't the CEO, but she was the owner of the fashion company that I worked for. She was so envious. You know, it was almost entertaining because in New York City, you can have someone like Heidi Klum walk down the street, and Heidi Klum is not decked out in Hermes and you know, Dolce. She's usually wearing a tank top and flip-flops and jeans. I've seen Heidi Klum with her kids in the city before, in the village, the East Village. And Heidi Klum is wearing a ponytail, and she's got sunglasses on, and she's wearing tank tops and flip-flops she 's not all dolled up, and so it 's interesting when you have someone that 's a narcissist that 's so focused on you know all this exterior you know whether it be brands or material things or just superficial things, like like the owner of this company, and when they come to Manhattan. They're almost like dumbfounded, like confused. Because a lot of people in Manhattan don't flaunt their stuff. You know, the people at the top aren't always the one flaunting. It's the people that are trying to get to the top that are flaunting. The people that are flaunting all this stuff are usually the people that are a little bit more insecure. And they're status focused. It's all about status. I remember, you know, we, this fashion company that I worked for, we all walked to Henry Bendel. Wasn't far from our office, from the office that I was working out of. And we all just walked to Henry Bendel and we walked to the cosmetic counter. And I just wanted to sit down. You know, I was exhausted because I had worked a long day and I was just tired. So for me, I just wanted to sit down. And the executive team flew in and they wanted to get their makeup done at Henry Bendel's. And so they sat down and so they were getting their makeup done And so i decided okay i'll I'll get my makeup done too i'm sitting here i might as well and the guy it was i'll never forget it was his i think his name was desmond he was this very large black man and he was doing my makeup and he was so fun and he was he was like a teddy bear and he was so like he made me feel so beautiful because he's like oh girl if you don't call me after tonight, you know, I'm going to be heartbroken. But because he was making me feel beautiful. He was, you know, putting all this makeup on me. And I don't wear a lot of makeup when I'm at the office all day and, I, and I'm inside. So he was really kind of glamming my face up. But I'll never forget. He held up this large mirror for me to look at my face in the mirror. And what was interesting is when I looked at my face in the mirror I could see reflected back the vice president was looking at me in the mirror so she was reflected back to me and it was this expression of envy like she wanted to kill me because it's like one I was getting attention from you know, this wonderful, lovable makeup artist. And mind you, so was she. She got the same attention, but for whatever reason, it bothered her. And I could see her facial expression. (laughs) And... I'll never forget just her face like she couldn't be happy for me she couldn't say oh you look beautiful or you look lovely and you know we all went to dinner and someone commented on my makeup and they're like oh doesn't she look beautiful and I'll never forget like the owner of the company took one look at me and she's like I don't see anything different so there's like these layers of just envy I'm not saying I looked beautiful but they couldn't be happy for me they couldn't pay me a compliment and that's what I'm saying that mean girls do they there's they are so appearance focused but not with you necessarily but with themselves they cannot pay you a compliment they cannot be happy for you I had a free makeup makeover you know I had a little bit of eyeshadow a little bit of blush a little bit of lipstick put on it was free you know and I just wanted to sit down but this is what I this is an example of what I'm talking about with like women not being able to compliment you not being able to just you know say you look nice even if they didn't agree maybe they didn't like my makeup It was pretty subtle it wasn't like I had you know false eyelashes on even though I like false eyelashes a lot Um, and I complimented them I'm like you ladies look lovely you look wonderful we should go out you know we should you know I was really happy that we were going to out to dinner because we all looked really nice but this is what I'm talking about where like mean girls they're like dripping with jealousy and envy. They, they can't tolerate it when someone may look a little bit better than them or someone may take the limelight away from them.